welcome to a conversation with and i am your humble host floyd marshall jr and today i am joined by two heavy hitters in the industry two brothers that i highly 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 respect that i say highly respect because i highly respect these brothers because they are extremely talented at what they do but more importantly that they're just two good dudes and and that is so important in this business that you actually like the people that you talk to and i tend to like these brothers quite a bit so today we have on the show craig t williams we like we like you too fred <laughs> floyd floyd yes sir and darian like donju and I'm not going to introduce these brothers. I'm going to allow these or, or let these brothers introduce themselves and give you a little background on who they are and what it is that they do. So, gentlemen, take it away. Darian, oh, you, we're gonna let we're gonna let you kick it off. We're gonna go with wisdom over. <laughs> we can go with wisdom. Let's say let's, let's go with age before beauty. Is that what you're about to say? Mother? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, are we allowed to curse because that would probably Yeah, right? yeah, we, we okay. fine, we right. good. Uh, good. So, hey, y'all, I'm Craig T. Williams. I'm a writer and a producer um, based out of New York and doing it 20 years. It's like I'm on Clubhouse again. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm a TV writer, new TV writer, uh, running my first show this year, uh, screenwriter, producer, produced a feature this year that's, going, that's in post, and I know Darian's been working on it. Uh, even though my producer didn't tell me, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to talk. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I've been doing this. My wife and I have a production company. We've made over 50 projects, somewhere between 50 and 100 projects. We've lost count. And based in New York City. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in it to win it. It's on you, Mr. Donju. All right. Yeah, yeah. Following that, following that. Yeah, following the amazing Craig T. Williams. Um, well, I'm Darian Donju. I'm a filmmaker based in Atlanta, Georgia. These are the kind of days that we have down here in Atlanta. Um, so I'm sitting outside enjoying the weather a little bit. It's nice to get away from the computer for as much time as I can. Um, that being said, I do spend a lot of time in front of a computer because uh, as a filmmaker and a proud multi-hyphenate, uh, a lot of my work does uh, involve post-production, editing, visual effects, uh, you know, basically completely finishing films. And, uh, and so I do that for a lot of clients uh, everywhere, um, wherever they may be, including Craig T. Williams uh, and, and many others. And I do also work for a company called Digital Domain. Um, Digital Domain is an award-winning visual effects company started by James Cameron about 25 years ago. We been nominated for a number of uh, prestigious awards, such as Oscars. We were nominated for Best uh, Visual Effects Oscar this year for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, um, which was actually one of the first projects when I joined Digital Domain that I started uh, staffing people up for in, in my capacity as visual effects trainer. So I'm really proud to kind of see that go full circle um, on that. But uh, yeah, so, so that just keeps me busy dealing with visual effects, writing, directing, and, and all of the different things of the film industry and keeping those multiple streams of income coming in as as we as we must do in this industry. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business 
but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. Great, great, great. So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by two gentlemen who are well-versed and, and, and multi-talented in, in this industry. And, and the reason that I have them on today is because they're both prolific filmmakers and they're phenomenal writers. And if you're in this industry or you've been watching the news, you know that at the moment, the Writers Guild of America is on strike. And one of the things that is a sticking point with the WGA is the implementation of AI and ChatGPT. Now, I love AI and ChatGPT. Now, that's just me. I'm no longer a screenwriter. Uh, I'm no longer a filmmaker. I, you know, you know, kind of graduated to other things, podcasting, um, you know, being the uh, curator of, of, of film festivals and things like that. That is now my lane. But I deal with a lot of screenwriters. I deal with a lot of filmmakers and I deal with a lot of people that are in the, the, the Hollywood space and the independent film space, such as these two gentlemen. And I wanted to bring them on because, you know, I know, Darian, you're you're heavily involved in the AI space. Uh, Craig, we were talking before we got on regarding ChatGPT. And, and I wanted to get you guys take on, you know, the current situation regarding the, w, the WGA and regarding their stance on AI because it's not going anywhere. So I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of have a conversation about you know, what you guys thoughts were on AI, ChatGPT, and I think it's Unreal Engine and, and where where that is going in, in Hollywood as we're moving forward. That's definitely Anybody? gonna be a hot that's gonna be a hot topic. That's why I brought <laughs> that, that is why I brought y'all on because I'm like, we got to talk about this. Sizzle. <laughs> Man, yeah, Craig, can you want to fire the first salvo? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. So so here's the thing about uh, and I'll speak specifically to chat GPT because it deals with screenwriting and writing across the board. Right. So it's not just about screenwriters, it's about writing in general. Colleges are worried about it. Uh, news organizations are using it. I mean, just it's across the board. It's become this thing that has uh, infiltrated our lives, like even though it's been around for a while. But this sort of uh, new iteration of it is sort of super sped things up. And, and it's really infiltrated a lot of different lives. and many, many different levels, but I'll talk about writing in particular. The WGA, and, and you know, I'm not well-versed in everything, but here's the issue, the way that I understand it. The way that, that chat works in terms of writing is like billions and billions and billions of pages of text have been loaded into this program. And this program, then you ask it a question and it spits out pretty much anything you ask it. So if you wanted to write you a script about, you know, uh, falling in love on a mountain uh, with, you know, the Dalai Lama and Dolly Parton, um, and you want a romantic comedy, um, and you say, write me an outline or write me a log line or write me a, a synopsis, what it does is it, it takes those buzzwords and it puts together, starts to put together what you're asking it to put together. 
So the issue with that in terms of uh, writers and specifically professional writers is you're taking material that is already in the public, not public domain, but in the public and putting it in here and then asking it those questions and then calling it original material. So that's problematic there, right? So all those writers from Shakespeare to James Cameron to Nora Ephron to any Broadway writer, all their work is in there because it's stuff that they've been able to pull and put in there. So then is it really original material? Eh, right? That's what we're sort of wrestling with right now because the writers didn't give permission for this to happen. The writers didn't say you can use my material and put it in there and make it available. But at the same time, it also is available, right? Because you can watch any of those movies, you can watch any play, you can read something, and you can take the same information and still be able to say, okay, I'm influenced by this episode of The Golden Girls or that episode of Law and Order or that episode of whatever you're watching and still filter it through your experience and make a thing. What chat GPT does is that it just makes it faster and simpler, right? But the way that it works now is like, in my opinion, and we were talking a little bit about this before, is that it makes it really generic, right? Because the computer, the AI right now in its current form can't add emotion and not really humor and not, you know, one of my, one of my favorite signs on the picket line is uh, uh, chat GPT doesn't have my childhood trauma. Right. So, so, so it's, there's right now in its current form, and I think maybe five, 10, 10 years from now, it's going to have some childhood trauma, but right now it doesn't. So I think with chat GPT or, and I've used it, you know, I'm just going to be straight up. I've used it um, for certain things. I'm not going to use it to write a script, but also I've been writing for 20 years. I know how to write a script. And I think the issue that is going to happen that if you're an executive or if you're a newbie, and you ask it a question, you have to know how to ask it a question. And then when you when it spits out something, it to me, it spits out something that's very general, just kind of bullet points. It's like, you know, really sort of not anything specific. You can ask it, tell me a love story. That love story, you know, I mean, we can ask it something right now. A love story, a man and a woman meet on a beach. And then this man and a woman, they fall in love and they get a dog and a dog dies. So it's so general. So then what my job then becomes is to take that, what it gives me, and then make it specific to me. But that's my experience, right? So now I'm bringing my writing experience, my life experience to say, okay, it generated ideas, completely valid, right? All these ideas like are, are popping in my head based on what it spit out to me. But now I've got to make it real. I've got to make it textural. I've got to give it subtext and text and humor. And I've got to give it silence and, and pause. And I've got to get it, give it anger and emotion. And, and I've got to give it surprises. Chat GPT can't write a surprise. Only I can do that. Only I can fool the audience into thinking this is happening and then this is happening. That is my craft. That is my job. So Chat GPT right now in its current form cannot do all that, but it will. And I think it was really smart of the Writers Guild to say, let's put this on the table now and talk about it because the studios are already putting shit like this into implementation. They executives out there are already ready to write scripts and then hand it off to a writer and say, 
we came up with this. Can you fix it? And I'm like, but that's not original material. You got it from chat GPT. And now you're asking me for a rewrite, but that's not original. I'm original, not that thing. So that's the fight right now. Yeah, I would honestly say that I'm glad we let off with, with Craig because he really nailed it. And I, I think what's important that I that I hear from Craig is that, you know, he's actually he's actually played with it, right? He's actually used it. So instead of um, there are a lot of people that I kind of hear having emotional arguments about it and uh, AI and you know their disdain for for it or, or whatever that may be. But uh, digging into the discussion, you can tell they haven't actually tried it. So then their their discussion isn't really based on what's actually happening. What does the tool actually do? And I and I feel like th this is what I'm hearing from Craig is way more constructive. Uh, if you want to find that right middle ground or that balance of how this thing could be a productive thing and, and how you can negotiate, it really you got to start with knowing what what the stuff is, right? So yeah, I'm I'm definitely super super into AI. Definitely for the exactly the way that Craig is saying, like, you know, so many of the discussions I have are about, well, you know, you know, AI can't put the heart in, AI can't do I don't expect it to do that. Like Craig, I'm a writer, right? I've written so much. I've written so many scripts. There's never going to be a situation where my brain is not going to see a piece of script and not want to change something and not want to tweak it and not want to add my own. It's not something that I have a choice about, right? This is just something that I see it and I, I see it a certain way and I'm going to implement it. So even if chat GPT is spitting me out some scenes or some ideas or whatever like that, it's still going to, I am going to put my own mark on every single thing that I do. Right. In fact, the original prompt is going to start from something that I am excited about and where I think that it can be helpful for new writers or writers in general is the speed with which you can develop like a structure around an idea. You know, so one of the things I've started doing is I might have an idea. Typically what I'll do, I don't have time to write all these ideas all the time. So I'll just quickly do a voice note. Right. Or I'll do a Google Keep and I just do a quick ooh, few lines, get the idea down so I don't lose it while I'm in the moment. And then I'll go on. But actually what I've started doing lately is I will have an idea, quickly brainstorm it, drop it into ChatGPT, and then say like, okay, ChatGPT, how would you outline this story using Story Circle, right? How would you outline this story using Save the Cat? What if I wanted to try this story with in Media Rests, right? And go with that approach. And it's really good at, at being able to throw me a bunch of different options that jog my brain, get it captured, right? Get the idea kind of, get that excitement while I'm at it. Okay, I've got some of this stuff captured, copy paste it into a separate document somewhere so I don't lose it or whatever like that and then move on with my day knowing I can go back to that thing and, and that's how it is. But I, I really do think of it as a supercharged assistant, you know, like, like even the idea, okay, what I've used it a lot for is I, I like a lot of science fiction action military you know anything with like lots of thriller action type of things but I, i'm not in the military i've never been in the military and i hope that i will never have to be in the military and shout out to all the the ones who've, who've put their lives on the line to protect us because i have a lot of respect for that it's not something that I, I think is in my purview that i would be able to do well but i like those stories i am attracted to those stories but i don't speak like that so what i've been able to do is like I'll get the names of military things very fast. I'll say, hey, give me a list of like some of the most popular um, vehicles that are being used right now. 
Um, give me the name. Give me what. Well, give me an example of a conversation between like a drill sergeant and and his you know his platoon. How might that go? And I don't take those things word for word. I just grab like little phrases or things that I wouldn't normally have thought of. Okay, okay, cool. That I can latch onto that and and it'll you know. So it's really really good at being a super fast supercharged assistant that gets me access to certain ways of of maybe information that would be it would have taken a lot more harder to get like if i want somebody to speak like a like a scientist right what's some of the terminology that a harvard phd working on genetics you know what what are some of the terminology that they would use so i'll say okay give me give me some of that boom you know and now i've got that stuff in front of me it's 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 it kind of it's like a nitro boost, right? If you're watching Fast and the Furious and you, you put that nitro on to get across the finish line, like that's how I see, that's kind of how I see it right now. And and those are, both of you guys just made amazing points. And I, and I want to go back to Craig's point really quickly about, you know, what Jack, Chat GPT is not capable of. And as he was saying, it's not capable of a nuance. It's not capable of telling you what a sunset looks like. But you having been on a beach with your wife can describe that. And, you know, and, and to what you were saying, Darian, a lot of times, you know, people haven't taken a look at something and they're hesitant because it, it looks like it's such a threat to, you know, what what they're doing at the moment, because everyone's saying, oh, my gosh, it's going to replace so many jobs, it's going to replace so many jobs. The thing is this with. Every new advent of technology, there is always a change and there is always a shift. And the way it looked yesterday is not the way it's going to look in the future because that's just the way technology works. So, you know, I would just, you know, recommend to people, you know, give it a, give it a chance because perf to be perfectly honest, I was very skeptical of it. And I said, I'm not going anywhere near it. But then one day I went on Clubhouse, they had a room about it. I said, you know what? Let me go and take a look. And I started typing things out. I swear by it now. Does it replace what I do? Absolutely not. But the thing about that computer is when you put in something, it will give you multiple scenarios that you may not have even thought of. And then you can you could run with that. But someone asked the question, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it to you guys, gentlemen, uh, Bill Hubbard, who's listening on Facebook Live. He said, hey, guys, I am in the 3D animation space, and I understand that Bruce Willis is first Hollywood actor to sell image rights to artificial intelligence company, make, making his likeness appear in future motion picture projects. What do you guys think? And that's an interesting question, especially with everything that's going on with Mr. Willis. Uh, so what do you guys, uh, what, do, what, do you, what is your take on that question? Yeah, I can take a stab at that. I, I definitely work, obviously, in the 3D and visual effects space. So shout out to the 3D animators, Bill, and, you know, all the work that you do. This is going to get wild, folks. Like, whatever you think that, <laughs> whatever you have in your mind of what crazy is, 10x that, 100x that. I've already heard, I've already heard in, in, that in, in Indonesia, a friend, friend, a family member who went to Indonesia, that they are already, they have got Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift singing old Indonesian folk songs <laughs> using AI, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> you know, this is, this is gonna like, what it's gonna go way beyond what you think that you can imagine. 
I mean, we're going to be with Bruce Willis for pretty much the rest of our lives. We're, I'm pretty sure that Bruce Willis will be making movies for the next 200 years, right? Uh, James Dean, they're working on bringing James Dean back. Wow. You know, um, you know all, all of these different things. And um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm all for that. I, I really am. I, I think it's interesting. I don't think it necessarily means one thing is, is worse than the other. You know, a lot of people complained when uh, Gus Van Sant, he redid Psycho, right? And, you know, he did, he was trying to do it faithfully, like shot for shot. It's not really shot for shot, but it's pretty close to the original. And it's just to see how, how it was. And I think those kinds of things are interesting experiments. I think they add value to be able to, so that you can see whether you don't think he nailed it or not, which most people would say, obviously, that he didn't nail it. But it was fun to watch. Like, I, I was very interesting to see Vince Vaughn in those roles, those roles, and Hatch played that role. And then to see how it how it plays out is it possible because it still was an entertaining film it actually was and so these are the kinds of things that we're going to get things like uh you know what if you remix gone with the wind with uh with all uh filipino actors you know like you know what if you what if you you know you can make uh you know they're doing things now where this is already possible that you can take the original actor's voice and put it into a different language, right? So, so now that ch changes the whole game of dubbing where, you know, they had to have actors from that language who, you know, they, they're like the known Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, translator. Now, instead of having to have a guy who's pretending to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you could just have Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice translated into all those various actors, um, the languages with the, the inflections that he used mm -hmm. when he actually performed it. So it, it, it levels up, you know, the dubbing game and everything like that. But, um, you know, you guys have been seeing the news about Drake and, uh, and The Weeknd and, and coming out with new music that they had nothing to do with. They had literally nothing to do with, but the fans are loving it, right? It's like millions and millions of views within, within hours. So it's going to get wild. And I think that it's time to go back and revisit movies like... Uh, Steven Spielberg's, uh, <laughs> what's that movie where he, uh, uh, Ready Player One, right? You know, uh, mm. and the one with the a AI, with the artificial intelligence boy. And, you know, go back to all your Blade Runners and all your stuff, right? So that you can get your mind right and, get, and, and start thinking about what's about to come. Because we, it, 2023 really, to me, is the year that signals a, a big turn into, into the uh, Alice in Wonderland. You know, we're, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, uh, it, it feels so much like sort of the um, the beginning beginning of the digital age, where you know w people were shooting on film and and there was this you know Sundance had a movie uh, that was shot digitally and edited on a Mac, and I remember just being around a bunch of old heads who were just like, "Digital is a phase; it's not going to be." <laughs> and listen, in 1999, it was not good. But in 2023, it's the game, right? right? Cameras developed and technology developed and editing software developed. Stuff that gave something like Darian a stream of income, all digital, yeah. right? And so, and like, and when he was talking about AI and like Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's so funny. There's a guy I follow on Instagram. I just looked it up. His name is Brian Marnark. And what he does is he takes movies. And so, or anything, right? So he took, he, there's a couple, right? So he took 
the what's it the wizard of oz right that has you know judy Garland, the old ones the 1930s movie right and he puts the image of arnold schwarzenegger over judy garland's face right and then he has an arnold schwarzenegger impersonator mm. right sing the song right and it is so funny but it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in that movie. He just did yesterday or day before. He did I Want to Dance with Somebody with Whitney Houston. Oh, so wow. he did. So, and then it's like it's the video, the actual video that we all know and love. He's replaced Whitney's face with Arnold Schwarzenegger's likeness. And he's got an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator for right now singing the song I Want to Dance with Somebody. And it's so funny. And so scary because, you know, as, as filmmakers, I'm looking, I'm trying, I'm looking for the line. I'm looking for the, how can, it's not there. So it's so real. So with this, that stuff is not later. That stuff is right now on Instagram. So imagine how the studios are planning. Imagine how Disney and Netflix and all those studios are planning with this technology in terms of actors, in terms of, you know, paying, you know, billion dollar, you know, or multi-million dollar contracts, you know, pay or play to some, some actor for 20 or $25 million. And if they don't make the movie, they got to pay it anyway. All right. So it's just so much now they don't have to do. Yeah. They're going to have to get Denzel's permission to use his likeness. But maybe it's not pay or play. Maybe it's less. Now, so there's an echelon that's not going to be affected by this, right? So if you're like an A-lister, that's a different thing. But if you're a sort of a journey person actor, like my wife, right? She's been on Law & Order. She's been uh, an actress for 20, well, she she would hate me telling how long she's been doing this. Long time. Uh, but, you I've, know, she's I've seen her in stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Movies and she's done Broadway and she's been on TV. Um, so the movie and TV stuff, there are a whole lot of, and this is the thing that's really the the, the thing. It's like, if you're in the 1% of either actors or filmmakers, this kind of doesn't apply to you. It's all the rest of us, right? It's us TV writers who just got their first gig. It's 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 the, the, the actors who go from gig to gig to gig, playing this part, playing the nurse, playing the lawyer, stuff that has given people a living being able to help raise families. Suddenly all those jobs are in jeopardy. If they can just stick on a face, pay it the least amount of money, right? Um, one day working on Law and Order, you know, might get you $1,200. A week might get you $8,000, right? Which is good, but they don't have to up the quote. They don't have to pay you any more than the minimum, the basic minimum. And that's the thing about writing, about especially TV writing. It's the minimum, right? So they want to pay you the least amount possible for as long as possible and then pay you that same thing the next week, the next on the next show, and then the next show. So the, the way that it was supposed to escalate, that it has been, is like if I get my first gig on a writing show and I'm a staff writer, I'm writing and I'm making, you know, maybe between four and $5,000 a week, which is a good salary, right? And that used to last for 40 weeks. Now it's less. Maybe it's 10 weeks. Maybe it's 15 weeks. Top 20 weeks. And then you got to go find another gig. And the thing about being a staff writer is if you write a script, the way that it's 
set up right now, I don't get a script writing fee if I write a script, if I'm a staff writer. I can only do that at a certain level. So staff writer, then a, a story editor, then an executive story editor, editor, if I write an episode, then I get a then I get a fee for that episode. So what they want to do is they want to keep everybody at that lower episode, you know, pay the top. So your executive producers, so they're still going to make money, but it's all the sort of mid-level, lower-level writers who are going to get screwed royally. And that's the thing that's happening right now. So, so, wow. Yeah, that's that. I, I had actually, you know, when I was talking to Hillier, he was talking about that and then, you know, reading some articles. So, you know, I, I know that you guys don't have all the answers, but what, what are some of the ways? That's not true. Well, let's <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> so then <laughs> how do you, <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to, you know, hey. put some respect <laughs> on it with a K. You know, R E S P E K. So, uh, so then, so then, what is the the solution to that? If there is even one at this time, because again, everything is still so new. So, how do you guys work around that? Because they're talking about whereas a writer writers room used to have ten people in it, now they want to you know cut it down to two. And as we were talking off 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 air. And how you know? Okay, we'll have just two. We'll just have two writers in the room. Chat GPT will make the script, and then we have you guys clean it up. So how do you how how are you guys you know going to going to work with that if that comes to pass? Well, I, I think there's two different uh, tiers that we're talking about here. So mm -hmm. there is the union level, right, and there's the the studio level which is, you know, they have contracts like legal binding, which is what the negotiation is about right now, mm -hmm. about making sure that, and that's what the WGA and then the DGA is going to have to take that up too. And so is SAG and after. So the unions are going to have to stick up for their union members and, and the future of being a union member. It really is a jeopardy right now. Because really at the at the base of this, they've lost their humanity. It's about the bottom line. This is my opinion. Um, it's about corporate greed. It's about paying the stockholders. And they don't give a flying fuck about whether or not I can put my kid through college, right? It's just about the bottom line, right? So there's that level that the unions are going to have to band together and say, you're not going to undervalue our contribution to this, right? And so... So the other level is really the space that Darian and I have been in, especially Darian. Darian's a, like a, a, a serious multi-hyphenate, right? So he has all, as he said, these different streams of income. I got about half his stream of income in terms of my <laughs> the things that I do. But as an indie, and I think most of us live in the indie space, a lot of us do, that's a thing. You gotta be like multi-hyphenate on fleek and you gotta learn the skill set. You got to learn the things. You have to learn AI. I'm terrified by mid-journey, right? I don't understand it. My mind doesn't work that way. Darian's does. I edit, but I don't do After Effects. I don't do all those things. So if I want to survive in this in a different way where I'm not dependent on being a union member, that I have to sort of think about, like, how, do I, how am I going to diversify? How am I going to make different streams of income? Um, because that's going to be the scary part about me being especially a new 
you remember at this age and at this stage. It's like the the it used to be room for growth. Well, I could be a novelty. Look at the old black man in the room, um, or the older black man. <laughs> but so, but now my 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 ability for advancement is hindered by the way that it works now. So then I got to do something else, right? I got to write something that's going to elevate me above the noise, that is going to make me valuable in a way that I can be the 1%. And it's not that I don't want to, you know, I'm not, listen, fuck it. I'm, listen, I got, I got a, I got a life to feed, right? I got a kid. I got a wife. I got me. I have very expensive tastes. Mm-hmm. That I'm not accustomed to, and <laughs> and I want to keep that. So that means I'm busting my ass now. I'm writing a play because that's a stream of income that I yes. can. Have. I I'm, I'm I'm doing all kinds of other things. I'm lecturing more than I ever have. I'm saying yes. Yeah. So if you want me to come down, Floyd to Philly, <laughs> right, I love you and you're my brother, and I'm about to come visit. But, you know, I'm going to leave with some clients. I'm going to leave right. with some people that I can work with, that I can help. Um, because I'm not just building, you know, trying to get money out of people. I'm building relationships. So I'm building more and more and more relationships because I want to be attached to the person that's going to break out. I want to be attached to Darian when he blows up because he's got 27 streams of income. And he can do this and he's got this skill and he's got that skill. I want to be attached to this brother. So that's why I threw him, you know, this, ter- never mind, I'm not going to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> but I think that's the skill. It's not to sort of pull in. You got to reach out. You got to just start to just get to people and make things and don't be, it's always going to be scary. I have made, I have, I have killed what I've eaten for almost 20 years. That's not going to stop. I can't go out and get a job at Starbucks because I don't drink coffee and I don't want to make it because I don't want to know your name and I don't want to know all those flavors. So fuck you. (laughs) This is what I'm doing. And, you know, to God willing and the creek don't rise, this is what I'm doing. So I am absolutely embracing this and I'm going to grab it for all it's worth and I'm going to learn what I can and I'm going to keep making relationships. It is, yes, it is the technology. So then make relationships with people who understand the technology. All right, I'm done. Beautifully said. I'm done speaking. 100%, 100%. Yeah, Craig, 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 is, Craig is definitely that, that guy. You know, he's, he, like you said, he, he catches, you know, he kill, catches what he eats and, he, you know, he gets it done. And, and that really is what it's, it's going to continue to come down to. A few things that Craig, Craig said that I think we can play off of here which is he is committed to creating, right? So we got to remember, like, the studios aren't the only game in town, all right? And the studios will, will, will get that reminder if they don't, one way or another, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you know, I mean, think about it. Netflix was not existent, like, you know, a little over 20 years ago. Or whatever you know that's it, a very short time for a company to be able to come in and be one of the dominant players in the industry that was previously dominated by disney and warner brothers and mgm and some of these other ones that don't even exist anymore because they've been purchased by other companies right 20th century fox right i mean 
who ever thought that there would be a day when 20th Century Fox would not be in and of itself the player, but be a, uh, somebody that's been purchased. Amazon is a big player. Apple is a big player. So things are shifting, right? So it's not that things are going to go away because we people want to see content. They love storytelling. They love whatever form it is. People are going to want to consume that. And writers like Craig, writers like myself, creators like yourself, Floyd, we are going to create regardless. So if the studios continue on a path, which is to jettison all of these creatives, what do you think is going to happen? Hmm. They're not just going to go, uh, you know, go all try to get jobs at Starbucks or whatever and come up with creative names to name the different lattes and stuff like that. They're going to find other ways to get to their audiences. Now, I do, we think, I do think we have a few good examples of how this has played out, the book industry, right? The book industry was one where traditional publishers held the keys to the castle. And then you got the internet, you got Amazon, you got all these different Nook and all these different things that came in. And now there are more authors that are employed and, and self-employed and earning their own living than ever before. Than ever, there are even more authors who are not signed to traditional publishers that earn their living than there are signed to traditional publishers mm -hmm. earning their living. Right? Um, I have another piece of data that I just discovered, which is that uh, Forbes came out with an article earlier this year stating that there they estimate that over two million YouTubers earn six figures or more yearly as YouTubers. Right? Now we're talking about the unions and the strikes and stuff like that. I, I ran the numbers. The, the unions and all the union, Hollywood unions are about 275,000 people. That's nowhere near 2 million. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that all of those people don't earn over six figures. So what does that tell me? That tell me that, that YouTube has created an entirely different industry, which is actually supporting more people than Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? So, so while, yeah, Hollywood still has those really big numbers, right? When you get into the billions on a single movie and things like that. So it still has that form of prestige. It still has the awards and the Oscars and things like that. But as far as like on the ground level, as paying your bills or whatever, YouTube is doing it more than Hollywood is, right? And if that trend continues, people will find a way to create. People will find a way to get to their audiences like they've done in the book industry and like they've done in the music industry. Right. Because if you think about Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish came in, slayed with her debut album that was created in her brother's bedroom. They created that album. Right. And, and so on, the film industry to me is still not a mature industry. And, and it's partly because it has been so exclusive for so long that it hasn't you haven't seen what it can happen, what it can really do yet, because we're just starting to get in the industry. You're just starting to get faces that are brown like mine, telling stories at the level like like a Ryan Coogler telling a Black Panther level of at that scale. That's just never happened, right. right? We haven't had that before. We had the Woman King last year. We're starting to get these kinds of. It's just starting, and so that means we're like baby stage. Like if you haven't gotten the chance for everybody, you know, people in the world to really pour in their creativity, then your industry hasn't really gotten, gotten to where you've seen the max of what it can achieve. And so that's part of what I think this renaissance is gonna be, is you're gonna start to see the film industry really take flight and it won't just be the studios. The studios will do their thing, but guess what? We indies are definitely gonna do our thing and we're coming strong.
Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. Yeah, and you know what? Those are some absolutely amazing points. And I think that Hollywood is is being a little arrogant at the moment because they're thinking that they're the only game in town. And as you were talking, Darian, actually, as both of you were talking, and, you know, talking about doing your own thing and, and, and creating your own intellectual property, you know, and I was telling Craig offline, you know, uh, I, I wrote a book. I'm just waiting for it to be released. I didn't go through Shyman and Schuster or anybody like that. I wrote the daggone thing myself and, you know, got someone to put it together. And, you know, she's going to do all the stuff through, through Amazon. And I'm going to self-release my book. And I have a couple of more lined up. And then you talk about YouTube. And this this gentleman that I listened to, Sean Cannell, and he talks about that very thing. The fact that YouTubers are employing people youtubers and then they just had this new uh this new platform clapper that just came out and they're starting to make a lot of noise because they it was created um because of the hearings with TikTok and people not being sure if TikTok were going to be shut down so they created TikTok and you have a lot of TikTokers now going over to clapper but the thing is you have so many different ways to skin this cat now it's just not Hollywood. It may take a little while longer, but there are so many different ways that you can get your content out. And as you said, okay, so if for some strange reason you start to let all these writers go, they'll end up in Nollywood, Bollywood. They're going to end up somewhere because they would love to have that caliber of writer writing for them. And here's the beauty of it. You don't even have to leave where you are to write for these people. Ain't nothing like a damn computer and some email. Yeah. But let let let's talk about us just as one more. Please, please to what I mean because I love what he what he brought up, mm -hmm. and I think that's what you're getting to, and that what what Darren was speaking to is we have to adjust our expectation. Yes. Right. So, and this, listen, you know, there's a lot of dominant culture writers out there right now who are angry already, right? That I showed up and like this queer writer there and that indigenous writer there, they're coming for our jobs. <laughs> um, listen, here's the thing, because they were promised something. They were promised a life. They were promised that this would happen and that that would happen. And then that would happen. And then I'd get my Tesla and my big house in Los Feliz, right? And then I would get my own show. And I get my own show on HBO or get my own show on H. So they were promised that. And then here we come saying, wait, can y'all can y'all just make a little bit of room? Mm -hmm. You're taking my job. It's like, listen, motherfucker. No, I'm not. Right? I'm making a space for myself, right? So what I'm getting to is. We're all going to have to adjust our expectations, adjust the things that we think success looks like. Success is not going to be a $200 million 
uh, uh, budget for this movie. Success is going to be a $2 million budget or a $200,000 budget, and you put it on Tubi or Film Hub, or you license it, and you get some money, and then you live to tell another story. So it's about adjusting what it is because you can make a stream of income that makes you able to survive in this world and maybe even thrive. But you got to think about how can I make this movie for this amount of money and then be able, and then where am I going to take it? How am I going to, listen, I got friends who have deals with Tubi. Tubi's got some garbage on it, but so what? So does HBO. Mm -hmm. It's just well-financed garbage. So don't get it twisted, people. We all want to hit the lottery. But a lot of people are not going to hit the lottery. Most of us are not. We got to work for our supper. We can make a living. We can support our families. We can build a life. You can do that. You just have to start adjusting your, not dreams, expectations about what is possible, and then take advantage of all the things that Darian just talked about that are available to you and how you can move into that space and make a living for yourself. Film Hub will send you a check every month for four or five grand. Tubi will send you money every month, put it right into your PayPal account. And that's real money, a few thousand dollars. And if you're doing that month after month after month after month after month, that is a life that you can live. And then that gives you seed money for another project. And then that gives you seed money for yet another project. And then you're going to make a relationship with this producer and that producer. And then your budget can start to go up, right? Are you going to get to the $200 million thing? Well, Darian just said, we can count on one hand the number of us that have done it. And... Just, you know, inside information, I know how much Woman King costs. I know exactly how much Woman King costs because my friend was kind of in it. So <laughs> you mean that lady that was on the carpet and con in that white dress? That yeah, that, that lady? That yeah. So I know she told <laughs> me, right? And it's nowhere near whatever's been reported. They made it for a heck of a lot less. And still not being rewarded for what it made, for what it did. So, y'all, stop it. Just get so, real. So, so let me ask you about that. Yeah. Talk, talking about that right there, the last okay. part of that, what you said, it was made for a certain amount, did phenomenally well, and still not rewarded. But yet and still, and look, I know, look, you got to make a living. I've been union for 30 years, so I know how that, I know how that thing works, strikes yeah. and all of that. But you're banging your head against a wall and no one's on the other side even listening. Because as you, and you just you put it so, so, so succinctly. They made a phenomenal movie and they're not even being rewarded. Mm -hmm. So why do we continue to go after that carrot? that's being dangled or that will of the wisp yeah. and we're never going to catch it. And I'm talking about us as black folk. Yeah. So, so where does the shift come in where we say, you know what? Fuck that. We, we have to get to a point where we're, we're, we're just totally making our own stuff and we're just self-sustainable and yeah. 
you know, we'll, we'll partner with you, but we won't necessarily work with you. If you understand what I mean by that. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think, I think it goes back to Darian's point. We're really new at this. It's just really beginning. Right. And, and you look at the outliers, the outliers are Tyler Perry. The outliers are Ryan Coogler. The, and those are outliers. They aren't, they aren't the norm, mm -hmm. but we, because we're dreamers, we really cling to those outliers, but that is not the everyday. The everyday is still a struggle. I just saw Justin Timian posted on, on I think Twitter or, or TikTok or something, TikTok. He uh, was the creator of Dear White People, right? The movie and then the TV show. And then he got like a first look deal with, you know, company, which gives you money, which gives you funds to sort of build a production office, right? So he can hire people and he can develop something that just got snatched from him just like that. They're like, yeah, we're, we're taking your deal back. So now he's literally got a GoFundMe page out to sort of fund his office, the people that he's hired, the young people of color, queer people in his office, right? Because he's like, I'm a gay black man. And yeah, I've made some money, but I've not made enough to really sort of fund a whole production company that was coming from the studio that he made a deal with so that he could have the space to create and then give him that product. But they were like, eh, done. And they did that across the board to a whole bunch of different creators. They just took their deals, took their deals, took their deals. So now you got a whole lot of people out there scrambling to find money. And some of them are going to foot the bill because, you know, the dream is that this is going to be over and they're going to be able to go back into business as usual. Yeah, nah, it's not because they're coming for us. And not just us, right? So we're new to this space. So when you say, why don't we make our own is because it's, it's because we just haven't been in that space. And, and our heads believe, our hearts believe more than our heads. Our hearts believe that one day the man's going to let me in. And <laughs> going to let me in the big house. <laughs> I, yeah, let me up to the big house and I, I'm going to be able to sit at the table. Right, we still really have that dream. We've had it for four hundred years. <laughs> it's just, it's not. We've had it for four hundred years. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I'm making jokes about it, but that's the truth, right? We still believe in our heart of hearts. Like, I'm here. Why don't you see my humanity and my ability to make stories and my ability to make money from those stories? So no matter what we do. In my opinion, and the opinion of many others, they will choose their racism over money any fucking day of the week. So what do we do? We start to do the things. And I think it's happening, right? So, uh, and but in, in smaller doses, right? You know, there's Oprah who's over here. There's, you know, Shonda who's over here. There's, you know, Ava who's got this deal. You've got all these sort of, you know, people the outliers, you know, Issa Rae, as far as I'm concerned, they're all outliers. Um, even who's the the shy, uh, Lena Waithe, right? Mm -hmm. Outlier. Um, to be able to be in a space where they can call the shots and say, this is what my company is worth. This is what my time is worth. Give me some money. You get all my content, right? So they'll go to those people before they bring in somebody new.
because mm-hmm. this would be kind of enough for y'all. I can almost count y'all on two hands, and that's just way too many. <laughs> that's just me having a conversation with myself. So that's yeah. my uh, that's my thoughts around why we don't go and make our own. We don't have access to distribution. Distribution is the last bastion of thorough racist bullshit. They will look at it and say, I don't know who that black person is. I don't know who that black person is. They're like our heroes, right? They, they're they in our community. We love this. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a Taraji is. I don't know what, what is it. They just don't know. And they don't care to know. And they don't have to know. Mm-hmm. That's just it. But we're still going to beat our heads against those rocks because that's who we are. We are survivors and thrivers. And we're going to keep doing that. But now in the meantime, all these other opportunities are opening up and we just have to start to one by one. And I think there's so many of us out there who are taking advantage of those spaces and making a living and making a life and just realizing that $200 million budget thing, whatever it is, is just not in our cards and that's okay. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cosign, cosign, cosign. Um, absolutely. And, and, and you know, I, I'm very much an optimist. You know, you, those of you, you know, talk to me, I'm very optimistic. I would say that, you know, to, the, to answer, well, why aren't we doing that? I say we are doing it. We're just, it's just like, it takes time. Like this, this stuff is not easy to build that kind of an infrastructure. You know, if you think about, you know, the, the how Hollywood was built and everything like that, that took them time to build that. I mean, even like a Disney, if you go back and read the story, like the first seven or eight Disney feature films flopped. They all flopped financially. And that company was was sustained by um, by their investors. Bank of America was one of them, you know, and then and there was one of them where they were making a decision whether to pull Disney's line of credit. And uh, I, I forgot if the movie was Fantasia or whatever, it was one of the movies. And uh, the bank president, they, they all voted to kick to kick, kick kick Disney out, right? They were like, they, they, they've lost too much money. But the bank president was like, but my daughter just loves that movie. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and he vetoed, he vetoed them. And that's the reason, that's literally the reason Disney is still alive. And, and so if you think about those struggles that they went through, right? It's like, you know, we can talk, it's like, you know, we can talk different races and opportunities and things like that, but even the privileged race of people had to struggle to put together what was put together, right? So Mm -hmm. it's hard anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So I consider us to be moving fast. Like if I look at the progress that's been made that I can see in my own lifetime and to to go from a point where when I was growing up, if any successful black actors, directors, any of that, I knew all of them by name, every single one. And it wouldn't take me long to list them. I could probably just, oh, it was this and this and this and and that's it. You know what I mean? Bill Dukes and then there's Spike and then there's, you know what I mean? And that's it. That's all of them. Nowadays, it is impossible. There's, I cannot name you all of the black actors who are working and paying their bills doing this, all the writers, and you got Misha Green now, who's like flying like kind of under the radar, but she's killing it, you know, and all these different things going on. And I don't, I can't keep up with them anymore. And that's what I want. I don't want to be able to name all the names. I want to have so many black people out here working, creating wonderful things that I can't keep track of it. And it's only now just starting to happen, but we have so much farther that we can go. 
And as that happens, you, you get all these different relationships like Craig was talking about that are going to form into what we just discussed. At some point, somebody's gonna say, you know what? I got these finances here. I wanna go ahead and I'm gonna start a distribution thing. And, and we might have to struggle it through and tough it out, but it, over time it's gonna build and that is going to happen. It just takes time. You know, um, I'm the optimist. If you ever need that, that, that pep of optimism, you just call me up because I really <laughs> believe I've seen too much progress. Yeah. So I believe that's going to continue, you know, yeah. in the and, face of whatever adversity, it will continue. Yeah. And, and we thrive regardless of the situation, regardless of the circumstances. You know, we're like that flower that grows through the cracks in, 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 the, in the concrete jungle. And, you know, Craig, you know, you being from New York, oh, you know exactly. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, I'm a city boy. You see a, a flower growing through a crack. You're like, how the hell did that happen? Because it's resilient. Yeah. But you're, you're so right there, man. You, you see so many of us, you know, making strides. And sometimes you forget that because of all the other noise that's 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 in your ear. But, you know, you could look at a network like the Grio and all the phenomenal things that Byron Allen is doing. And I mean, he coming he coming like a, he coming like a juggernaut. Then you look at, you know, all black. And, and, you know, these other channels where, you know, they're just putting forward so much amazing black content. So we're about Floyd, to real quick oh, the thing about if you think about it like this, what 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 world did you do? We grew up in where you thought that BET would be up for sale and there would literally be four or five different black billionaires yeah. competing to buy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. I mean, I I hate that they're kind of fighting and maybe that'll run the price up. Please let the price stay low. Let them get it and make a good content. But it's amazing that that's even yeah. possible. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. You know, Darian, about, you know, about not being able to count. So, like, there are the outliers, there are Oprah, and then, and then you mentioned, like, uh, the, the the filmmaker, Misha Green, right? And then I, it made me think of, like, Amy Aniobi, and it made me think of Mike Guayo, and it made me think of Kenya Barris, and it made me think of, like, all these these uh, filmmakers out there and TV showrunners. Patrick you know. Coker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my, brother, my friend Patrick, who I've known for 20 years, right? And that's all relationships, right? And, and even the show that I was on that was on All Black, and that's the show that I was on that was writing on, you know, the budgets are different because of the money and all kinds of things, but it still exists. Mm -hmm. And there's still an audience, right? And so what we're doing just sort of collectively is finding the places where we are. So even like here in New York, right? I've In the last week, I've gone to see five Black plays off Broadway because I wrote a play. And so like, I want to sort of familiarize myself with the, uh, with how it works. But to the fact that right now on, on off Broadway and then even Broadway, there are like about 10 black plays that people can go see of varying degrees of success. My own personal journey with them, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because they're there. And that's the important part. They're there to suck or be great, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. And then they move along and then other things, other things can come into their, into their, uh, into that space. And that's what we want. We wanna be able to put in showrunners and put in all these writers and do, and we have more options now because we're an audience with, with financial power. 
right? We have the financial power. I canceled my Netflix, right? Yeah, I'm going to put it back eventually. <laughs> when a show comes up that I want to see it, and it was more solidarity than mm-hmm. it was reality, um, I'm going to put it back. I'm going to give my $14 a month eventually. But it's because they're giving options, right? So we want to be in those spaces because I'm an audience member just as much as I'm a creator. And I want to see myself and I want to see my experience and I want to support the things that are happening with other black creatives. And we are out there. We're doing our thing. So it can feel desperate, but it is, it isn't right. It can feel scarce, but there is in terms of the whole pie of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are that part of it and part of the whole thing still. Right. But we just got to keep, we, then we support that part, support mm-hmm. it. Right. The color purple, I mean, and it angers me and it annoys me. Like the color purple trailer came out. People are like, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. And then guess what, motherfucker? There won't be another one. If you keep acting like a fool, like it hurts your soul because they made the color purple, but you saw seven Spider-Mans, I'm damn sure you did. And you're probably about to go see the new Flash. Exactly. So Spare me the outrage about the remake of The Color Purple, blah, blah, blah. I, so? Well, what's the problem with them remaking The Color Purple? And it's it is based on the musical, the Broadway musical, it's, which is also based on the play. So I get it. I mean, people are playing semantics with it, and that's fine. Listen, they remade The Color Purple because they added music, and we got some fresh black folks we can put in it. And they can make money, right? So, and it was Oprah behind it, and Steven Spielberg, and all these, and Quincy Jones is still involved. And so it's listen, why trash it? Celebrate it so that we can make more. That's how it works, people. That's really how it works. Same thing with the 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 woman thing. That that bothered me to know. That bothered me. That bothered me to hear, especially black men, uh, you know, who are out there talking about the woman king and all this other stuff. That movie is so beautiful. It's so good. It's so well executed. It's black excellence. And uh, and and then then you've got you know you got but you know what? In, in a way, that's that's part of it, right? That's part of the freedom. That's part of the, the thing of like you know at least we have something for people to complain about, right? So I guess that that's the upside. But at the same time, uh, it is important to recognize that we are not playing ourselves by, you know, by by doing this with our black productions, because it's like they're not all going to be the way we want them to be. They're Mm -hmm. not all going to be. That's the purpose of creativity. That's the purpose of creatives is is to see all these different perspectives. Right. And just have the opportunity. We just want the shots to take the shots. And, you know, but but we just have to be careful that we don't play ourselves. We got to support these things, right? We got to, we got to bolster our community and not wait for like the quote unquote perfect thing to say, well, now we can support that because it's quote unquote perfect. (laughs) That's not going to happen, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Well, there's never really anything perfect, but you're so right. And how you get to that point is by people supporting. Cause like you just said, Craig, okay. So you, you you didn't like this one. I'm talented. Maybe I didn't have the budget that I should have. So maybe there were some things that I couldn't do. But you know, I'm talented. You've seen other things that I've done. So how about this? You support this one. Tell your friends. And then the next time, my budget may be a little bit bigger. And I may be able to do a little bit more. But 
I won't be able to do anything if you're not in the seat. And I'll give you an example. I'm a part of this nonprofit in Philadelphia, and we went to a, a senator in, in Philadelphia because our, our mission is to bring a real film culture to Philadelphia. And he said, that's a phenomenal idea, but where are the numbers? He said, you guys don't have the numbers. He said, now everybody's sitting at this table. He said, I feel your passion. He said, but until you get some people and some numbers where if I go to a meeting, I can hold up a sheet and say, you see this? These are all the people that support this initiative. But no one's going to support the initiative. It's only five signatures on the, on, on the paper. Same thing goes with people saying, well, I'm not going to go see the color purple. But then you're the first person to turn around and say they ain't making black films. But you didn't go see the color purple. But they're not making black films because you didn't go see the color purple. They are not going to back something if they look because let's be real. Hollywood is about what? Green. So they're not going to back anything if money ain't being made. And then when you sit there and complain, they're going to say, well, why are you complaining? You ain't go see what they did put out. So why are you why are you complaining? I'm not understanding. But gentlemen, this has been absolutely amazing. But before we go. As creators of color. How can we get in front of. This. AI chat GPT thing, how important do you think it is for seasoned veteran creatives and new and up and coming creatives to begin to learn this and to incorporate this into their everyday writing, filmmaking, whatever? Yeah, yeah, I, it can, this is like a softball for me. I gotta jump on this, right? So you, it's life or death, folks. <laughs> That's what it is. It's simple as that. It's not, this is not a question of like, oh, do I like it? Do I not like it? Or whatever like that. This is, this is happening. It's already happening. Get with folks like me. Get like with, with folk, like I have a Discord server. Darian Donju Plus is the name of the Discord server. And it's specifically around all things related to AI. I, I'm on there doing mid-journey. I will help anybody who is trying to learn how to use mid-journey. Writers, chat GPT, listen, you, you don't need to, it's not, get out of the absolute argument. Like ignore the people who are, well, you have AI all right, all your, no, it's not even about that, right? It's about, can you research faster than me with chat GPT about the topic that you're writing about? No, you can't. I can have that thing outline something for me, numbers, dates, like I can I can ask it any form of prompt, right? I can get answers from that thing in 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 a way that Google search could never do. Right? That would take me it's just a, it's just time. It's like literally just going out there and researching and it's like when we used to have to research thing in libraries, right? It's like think about it. That's how I grew up. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm 50 years old, so I mean, it's been some decades, right? And I grew up, I had to go to a library and research things. So you're going to tell me like now I'm going to have Google search. And then when we had Google search, I would still be trying to go to a library to find all the different 
different things? No, of course not. That don't mean that libraries are bad or I'll never go to a library again. It just means that I'm a fool and I'm wasting my time if I don't take advantage of Google search to accelerate and supercharge my workflow, right? And, and now Google search to ChatGPT or Google Bard, which is another one that I've been using, which is free. So Google Bard is free and it doesn't have the same uh, training limited. It's a training, ChatGPT is trained up to uh, September, 2021. Google Bard is just constantly being updated. So you what, can ask the Google- What's last word? Google, B-A-R-D? Bard. Yeah, B-A-R-D, like he's like a poet or like some kind of a, yeah. So so that's there, that's theirs. Google Bard, it's free. And I think it's like Bard. It's Shakespeare, you yeah, literate motherfucker. It's Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you if you don't know what Bard is, go to the Google Bard and type in what is the Bard, you know, and you what is a bard? Yeah, Come what on, is a bard? Come on, y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm Come saying? On, this step is up it. Get, step every game come on now. i'm gonna go down to the level of your kids need to be on this stuff right like i'm on with my sisters every day because they got eight eight year old 11 year old my nephew i got the the almost two year old and the, and the baby that just got born so these are people coming up in my family that i have to guide as well right like i'm like you need to be using kids need to be using it so that even if you do it in controlled environment and you don't give them the devices on there or whatever, whatever your household structure is about that, you need to provide a safe way for them to be on these things because they will learn faster. All the questions that you can't answer because you don't know the answers as a parent. And well, now you can answer these things. You can have them get the answers to this stuff and, and train them in the mindset of being able to get answers because it's not even just the answers. It's the mindset and the training like what I've been doing is I train myself to use, I use Google, I use ChatGPT and or Google Bard at least once an hour. The only time that I haven't used it in this last hour is because I've been on this podcast with, with my friends here. You see what I'm saying? But I train myself to go and ask it a question constantly because I want my mind to have that avenue, the association with quick answers to information. This is like, you can use it for programming folks. You, you need to build a website. You can tell it, ask, tell it the website you want and it will build the website for you. You know, so, so this is not a, this is a non-negotiable. If we don't do this as people of color, we will get left behind again. Like many of us did get left behind with the internet revolution. Mm -hmm. Look how many billionaires were created with that. We don't have enough of our people in that, that made the money that we can. We should have a lot of these apps and stuff out there for that generation. This is like that, but bigger. We have to be in it. It is life or death. And now my whole neighborhood is probably like, like, like what, what are you talking what's about? What's up with this? What are you talking about? They're they like, they like, AI guys, you gotta get on it. But it's cool. My neighborhood is it's primarily black anyway. So like, they need to hear about? this. <laughs> oh, where'd he go? Uh, we but, lost But before, he, he, we lost a connection, but he's so right. Yeah, yeah live for a There he is. Yeah, so yeah, this has got a phone call there. I'll call him back. But it, yeah, it's a life or death thing. And that, that's how I feel about that. And just get with folks. If, you, if you're not sure where to start, find folks like me, find folks like Craig, who, you know, Craig is, Craig, Craig is, Craig is, 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 you said he's using the stuff. You see what I'm saying? So fine. He'll point you to the different people you need to be. Go to Floyd, just network and find out how you can use it and get involved, but don't get left behind. Cause this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. Don't get caught up in the propaganda about this and that, da, da, da. because if you do, you will be manifesting the fear that you are worried about. 
But if you look at this thing and see it for the opportunity that it is to supercharge whatever business you have, this goes beyond the film industry, folks. Like this is a chance for us to level the playing field more, create our own businesses, create our own wealth and do all that. As long as we don't kind of stick in this like superstitious thing, right? And this fear kind of place that, that we contend to as our community, right? We got to realize that that is hurting us. That is killing us. Embrace this stuff, build a community of people who are, who, who can point you in the right, you don't have to be the expert. Just build a community of folks who can point you in the right direction, right? And, and empower ourselves and, and, and get supercharged. You know, this is Iron Man moment, right? This is the, this is somebody's giving you the Iron Man suit and and it would be like saying it'd be like saying nah nah I don't really need an Iron Man suit you know what I mean like that that's what this is put the damn Iron Man suit on <laughs> to learn all the controls and figure out what you can do because it's still gonna do what you want it to do it's not taking away your humanity it's not replacing you it is an Iron Man suit it's still Iron Man that decides what he does with the suit and so if you believe that this is something that you want to have a moral um, impact on the world that means you have to be in the suit if yeah. you let if you leave it to the others to drive it and you just say oh no i don't want any part of that because that's going to be evil that no you're the one that has to make it positive you're the one that has to be make it good and we, so we have to get in the driver's seat folks um, yeah so yeah that's that's what i got to say about that wow that's my takeaway get in the Iron Man suit, y'all. Like right now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Trolls. It, 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 that, Darren, I, you know what? That, that, that's beautiful, man. For, I'm, I'm using it and it is an absolute game changer. The first time I used it, my mouth dropped. And then when I really started learning how to use it, my mouth stays open because it's like my gosh are you serious where the hell has this been all my life it has totally transformed how i'm going to approach my coaching business because it has given me so many ideas that i can serve my clients with just by putting in a question and saying give me 10 different scenarios on how i can help people you know, create a better mindset and be more healthier in their thought patterns. And it just starts. So why would you not want to use something like that, especially if you're helping people? So like you said, we need to be on the right side of this. And, and just a quick story before we get out of here, NFTs. I remember when NFTs came out, I'm like, I'm not getting with that bullshit. And people bought those monkey NFTs. And now some of the people that purchased those uh those uh yacht, I think there's yacht monkeys or something like that. Now those things are selling for millions of dollars. But we kind of sat back, like I ain't fucking with no NFTs, and, and we missed the boat. So I'm not gonna say too much, you know, because Darian just nailed it. Get you an Iron Man suit and get in it, man. But you know, I will I will say this um about um, my mouth's not open yet about it i i do feel like you know and, and that's just because i'm also at a different stage mm -hmm. so uh, i understand more about what i do at this stage than that thing is going to teach me mm -hmm. um, i also have a community of writers right that are my chat gpt and for them 
I'm their chat GPT, right? So that's the way, that's where I'm living right now. But I know in a few years for like Darren said, for my son, his generation, for other, it's gonna be the thing because they will have learned how to incorporate it into their lives. Right now, you know, I'm, I'm an old man setting his ways and I like to do it the way I like to do it. And I use it as a tool. Yes. Not dismissing it. It's really helpful. It's as helpful to me as calling up a friend and saying, hey, I got this idea and I can spitball with somebody and then I can ask it a question and then I can build on that and then I can build on that and they can spit back to me that's coming from a real experience and not a computerized experience. So that's kind of the way my mind is working right now. So it's not the 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 the, the mic drop for me right now, mm -hmm. I understand just from lived experience that it will be that something is going to keep developing and keep getting better and keep getting stronger. And, and maybe it will get to the point where it's a mouth open for me, but right now I'm my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Chris, I'm my own mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, gentlemen, this has been absolutely amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you guys have really learned something. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and all of that so we can move up in the algorithms and all that other good stuff. But again, AI and ChatGPT, they are not going anywhere. So do yourself a favor and learn as much about it as you possibly can. Because here's another thing. Become so well-versed in it that you're a go-to with this because I'm learning about it every day. You know, Darian knows a lot about it. Craig is learning about it. And so many other people are learning about it. But learn so much about it that you become a go-to. You don't even have to use it. But if you, 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 you learn about it and learn as much as you can, then you can become, because this is new territory. This is the wild, wild west. You can become basically also oh, so word i'm looking for but i can't find it but basically you could become a go-to when it comes to well what do i do with jet check gpt and how do i use it how do i incorporate it and what are some of the ways that i could use this to make fill in the blank better so again ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for hanging out with myself the amazing craig t williams who is in awe unto himself darian donju who is absolutely amazing and guys look Follow him on, 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 what is that? What is that? The Discord? Which one is that? Unreal Engine? D Darian Donju Plus is my Discord. Yep. And that can lead you to everything else. Yeah. Now, like, I want to learn mid-journey. Like, I want to be on his Discord. Yo. First, how to get on fucking Discord. Like, <laughs> man, I'll be in that joint. I don't know what I'm doing. They say, add to it. And I just press plus and keep pressing. And they say, well, you, you, you got too many jobs going on. And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember doing the first job. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna need to like Floyd. I'm gonna need a tutorial on Discord before I can get to your Discord. Right, right. Okay. That's why I try to make things simple. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna name this my name because I, I, I'm already, there's already a lot to do to even for people to get onto Discord, figure all that out. So yeah, that's 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 where I'm doing it, and um and that's a great place because you don't have to know anything. You can just come. And then, you know, and, and, and you'll have a community of people who are willing to look out for you. Well, awesome. Thank you, Floyd, for this. This was fun. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, much, much appreciated, brother. 
Clubhouse, except that yeah, we- brother, because Clubhouse has become very well, that, that's a whole nother podcast. Clubhouse has become interesting so long, and, and now, man. I had to put is, on a shirt, so it, it, it's, not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the same. It is, it is, you have uh, you have small pockets, but it's nothing like it used to be, and it's kind of sad because. You have so many opportunities to get on and, and do things. Darian, uh, he's on there, uh, you know, quite a bit. So I always go in the rooms that he's in because I know if, if I see Darian in the room, it's a good room. But those are becoming far and few. It's becoming like a, basically a more Povich Povichat is, is basically what it's becoming. And, and, that, and that's sad, you know, because, again, there's so much you can learn. But that's another podcast. We'll talk about that at another time. Gentlemen. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for the last hour or so. And again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for, for joining us on this podcast. And again, if you'd like to share with your friends, and as I always like to end on my podcast, please love this like a hobby, but above all else, treat this like a business to your success. Have a great night, gentlemen. And love it. Thank you so much, Floyd. All right. Take care, all right. guys. Craig, thank have you. a great evening. Take it easy, Floyd. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye. Peace.